0: Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf.
1: I've been where you been, and I felt what you feeling, and I don't want-
0: All right, today I am interviewing Adriana Alvarez. So imagine a world without gatekeepers and censorship. This is what inspired Adriana Monique Alvarez to start AMA Publishing and train a global network of female-owned publishing houses. She's a USA Today bestselling author and has been seen in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Huffington Post, International Living, America Daily Post, London Daily Post, and Grit Daily. You have gotten your word out there. (laughs) <laughs> is excellent she's currently living in the middle of nowhere Colorado where she is renovating her grandparents home and learning how to homestead with her husband Derek and two sons Sam and Grant what a cool life you are leading right now too we could probably have an entire conversation just on on what that looks like homesteading and renovating and boys and all those things but welcome to the show
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yes, there's so much to talk about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to narrow it down um, from the many topics we could get into, because obviously from just reading your bio and knowing a little bit about you, we could probably talk all day, but we're going to talk about first the story, um, the power of storytelling and how important that is for authors, um, and then move into a little bit of the talking around um, women in publishing and starting publishing houses and, um, and your, your passion for creating this global network of female-owned publishing houses, which I think is phenomenal. I can't wait to talk to you about, but let's first start with storytelling. And why is this so important for authors to consider?
1: Well, you know, storytelling is sort of the litmus test for me. I know when someone, I know when myself, I know when my children are fully self-expressed, when they are sharing stories from their life, their day, their experience. And the other thing about storytelling is it really demands that we get present with our life. Hmm. Anytime someone says, I don't have a story to tell, or I don't know what content I could create. I go, hold on. If you sit for five minutes and review your day, review yesterday, you're gonna find all of these golden nuggets even if it was five seconds of eye contact with someone at the market or the sweet moment with your child or walking your pet around the park, there's something there that you can offer others. So this is why I love storytelling because you can't do it without paying attention. You can't do it on autopilot and you can't just do it from your head. You have to do it from your heart.
0: Absolutely, and it's an important part of marketing as you're connecting with your your audience. And it's funny, this is great timing because I think just last week I sent out an email about the importance of storytelling and marketing because we get asked questions a lot. Like, what do I talk about on social media? What do I do? And I'm like, this is where knowing who your reader is, knowing who the people who are paying attention to you, it's it's so important because if I know that my reader is interested in the same types of things, is going through the same kind of challenges, and then I can pull in those experiences from the day that will resonate with them, that will want them to like, to comment, to continue reading, to, to do whatever. So it's huge from a marketing aspect. Now, before we started recording, um, you had mentioned the importance of um, storytelling as it relates to getting your book actually published.
1: Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing a lot of people dream about getting published, a lot of people dream of getting that book out. And for most people, it remains that it's a dream, right? It's this sort of romantic idea that exists in some floating world in La La Land. And the reason I believe that's the case is because it is very difficult for people to express themselves or to share a story today, right? We live in the most incredible time we have between this laptop and this phone. We have so many platforms and microphones that are constantly in front of us. It's like literally like, okay, you don't need anyone's permission. You don't have to go apply. You don't have to get rejected. You can go on any social media platform. You can go to your email list. You can go to messenger, you can go to Vox or you go to WhatsApp, and you can share something that not only conveys who you are, what you do, what you value, what you're good at, but allows others to connect with you. And so the question is: is, are you utilizing these platforms and microphones every single day? And if you're not, then I can tell you, start there. Otherwise, that big dream of being published is going to remain a dream. We have to do something with what we have available to us right now.
0: Yeah, you know, um, following that dream and I think that's it's having the voice and having the network and talking to people. I think is a really important piece of it because um you know, I just I just had a call with someone this morning and 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 one of her biggest struggles is she's pitching to publishers and Um, having a hard time selling her collection of essays, which she had labeled as memoir, which we decided not to label as memoir because it's really, it's not memoir format. It's more essays that talk about different pieces, telling her story and sharing her story. And she wasn't sure like, how to describe the book to others, and I think she's a, a perfect example right there because if she was using these platforms and talking about these different places and getting out there, and um, you know her story began with a divorce and then really a a, a big she went around the world doing not in same thing as eat, pray, love, but kind of similar where she was traveling and going through different places and examining her life and examining herself. And I'm like, there's so many people that that would resonate with. I mean, it doesn't necessarily even have to be divorce. It could be anything, the loss of a job, the loss of a parent, um, a, a, a point when you realize, I don't know who I am anymore because I've been a mom and a wife for so long that, you know, all of these types of things, if, if, you can relate those stories back to um, to whatever it is that you're writing on, assuming that you're writing something similar. So let's talk about like if somebody's doing something that has nothing to do with their stories. Like, how do you bring in if you're publishing a fiction book, for example? Um, how do you bring those stories into that element?
1: Well, no matter what you're writing, it matters. It's always a connection because you're building an audience, right? Your audience they care about you. They need to connect to you. They, they love your book. They love your product. They love your experience. But at the end of the day, the reason that they're buying in and consuming your content and they're going to purchase your book and they're going to buy whatever else you come out with is because of their connection with you. So one of the things I tell my clients is if what is put out there, in terms of your content and what in your attempt to connect with an audience and build an audience, if it's generic, then there is no emotional connection. If they need it, mm-hmm. they might take you up on it, but they're first sure gonna price shop you and compare you to everyone else who has something similar. If you want to be in a class all your own, then don't create anything that's generic. So every time I share something and every time I advise a client on what to share, I ask them, as a result of reading this or seeing this video, do I learn something about you as a person? People love to feel like they're on the inside. What's your day-to-day life like? What's your writing process like? So it doesn't matter if you're writing fiction or what. If you can let them into your world, you've got them. They're a fan.
0: Yeah. So um, obviously, you work mostly. Do you work mostly with nonfiction authors or?
1: Yes.
0: Mainly nonfiction. So so I think storytelling is a lot easier on the nonfiction side. Just, I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now, because, um, you know, obviously if you're writing a nonfiction book and you've got an expertise or something around it, like the stories just flow naturally. If I'm writing a book about grief and loss and those types of things, like, obviously I have personal connection to that. And the stories will just come people I've talked to other stories. I've heard things I've experienced my emotions, things like that. So, um, I mean, and for children's book authors, I think it's very similar. You're teaching a concept, you're teaching something. It's easy to pull in, you know, how kindness impacts the world, how empathy impacts the world, how we learn our ABCs, you know, there's all kinds of different things that you can put in there but I think you're right I think there's a um, on the fiction side like you've got a couple you've got the types of people who follow you because of who you are as a person and then you've got the types of people who are just like madly in love with the genre so making bringing a mix between showing your personality and showing things from your character's personality like that's another great way that you can incorporate stories there I think is to Bring life to social media, to the characters in your book, and the things of your book. But um, I wanted to talk to you about um, AMA, how that started, what purposes. Tell us, tell us about your your global publishing um, endeavors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I never sought out to do it. Um, it happened because we had so many clients who insisted we did, and that's. You know, sort of rule number one in business is listen to your clients. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I, we started our business in two thousand nine when it was um, really a really bad time to start a business. Everyone was (laughs) losing their home and kind of had a bad attitude about everything. Right, economy was tanking, and we were initially, you know, doing business consulting and providing solutions for brick and mortar business owners. And they kept coming to us and telling us, you know, they wanted to write a book and this was so important to them and and how complicated and complex and drug out and years in this making. And we actually taught, you know, we kept telling them, no, we don't do that. And a few people insisted like, no, I know you're the ones to help us. (laughs) And then, you know, years into this, I realized, why don't we take something that's complex and make it simple is one of my favorite things to do. And so I created this pilot program. I first taught a handful of clients how to write for publications. I was writing for a bunch of publications. So I thought, let's start there. And then I announced our first collaboration book and it sold out in one social media post. And so I knew we were onto something. And we went on to do six collaboration books in one year, also working with solo authors. So in the first year, we worked with 125 authors. And I said, oh, wow, there are so many people who want to get their story out. They don't want it to be complicated. And I know um, I've got to create other ways to support these stories. So I started teaching some of my clients how to start their own publishing company. By the end of year two, we had helped over 1,000 entrepreneurs become international best-selling authors. And so it just continues to expand and multiply. And what I'm seeing is that people are ready to share their story. They're ready to use their voice and we just have to make it easy for them to do so.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So um, when you say they've, they've, now you've taken, so you're doing both, you're still working Mm one-on-one with authors and then you're also helping people who want to do the same thing, basically. That's right,
1: yes. So we have created systems for both. So we have an entire certification process for those who wanna start their own publishing house. So that's a course, I've created it, we can sell it over and over. And then in terms of collaboration books, we have a system for that. So most of that is handled by our team. So I don't have to do too much at this point. And then we also work with solo authors and a similar thing. And one of the things we love to do um, that most publishers don't don't ever get involved with is because most of our clients do own their own business is we look at what can we do to make this book open doors for you, whether you want to be on podcasts, summits, in-person, you know, speaking events, and how do you sell a course or a retreat or, you know, some sort of coaching on the back end of it. So we really specialize in teaching people how to make a lot of money on the back end of their book.
0: Yeah, I think that's really smart. That's kind of, um, for nonfiction authors, that's really one of the best ways to go because book sales can take a long time before you start seeing the the amount of sales that you know really give you the the income that you can live fully on an author income. But it's all those other things that will help you get to where you're trying to go. Um, so on speaking of of writing for publications, I mean, you've been in a ton of publications and I know that's something a lot of our, our authors are really interested in, in figuring out. Do you have any tips or advice you can give on, on how to pursue that route?
1: Absolutely. So before I was written about, I wrote for them and I will tell you, um, I'm pretty shameless, right? So (laughs) what I would say is if you know where you want to write, you have to, like, I think pride is the biggest thing that holds people back. Just as one example, I loved uh, international living. So I was like the only teenager on earth who was reading international living because my biggest dream was to live overseas. I come from a town that's in the middle of nowhere. Like we have, I live between 1,000 and 7,000 people. Oh, wow. (laughs) With the cows and the dogs and the horses, right? And so I went on social media. I went into a big group like 30,000, and I said, I'm looking to write for International Living. Who has a connection to an editor? What did I have to lose? Right. And right. within an hour, someone had sent me a private message and said, I know one of the editors at International Living. Of course, you could go to their website and you could submit their thing, and you're going to be in a long line with millions of people. Right. I didn't want to take that route. And so I took the contact. I got introduced. I actually got introduced. Um, to one of the top editors there. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Where are you at? I was in Guanajuato, Mexico. I said, I wanna write a story about living here, about raising my boys here. They were really small, one and two. Ended up writing a second one. And so what I would say is, is connections are the fastest way into anything. Do not go put your information on the website. Start talking to as many people as you can and make sure everyone who has ears, knows the only thing you care about is writing for this, this, and this, and you will get your way in. It's it's how I got into everything. I did the same thing with Huffington Post. I was like, how do I write for Huffington Post? And I just kept knocking on that door until someone said, I have an introduction. So a personal introduction, it's the way to go if you wanna be writing for or get featured by any of the major publications.
0: Well, that's great advice. And if you're if you're a business, if you're writing a nonfiction business, self help, entrepreneurship, any of those things, certainly if you're in groups with other entrepreneurs, somebody in that group is writing for one of those those magazines that you can get a connection with. Um, So, great advice. All right. So, finally. I guess you know when you started doing your collaboration books and and teaching everything that was what about ten years ago. So the publishing landscape has changed so much. What have what have you seen in terms of changes, and what is your advice um, to those who are just getting into it now?
1: You know what I would say is publishing has changed so much in the sense that have to realize that we hold all the power. And I think this is one of the biggest internal mental shifts that people have to make. Most people have to realize it's not about someone liking and accepting your work anymore. Please like me. Please like my concept. Please accept me. Please say yes. Please give me permission. You don't need that anymore, right? Unless you're one of those people and it's on your bucket list and by God, before you die, you have to get published with big name publisher, don't go that route, right? Because what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for a ton of rejection and you're going to second guess yourself. You're going to second guess your content and you're going to feel like you have to change who you are in order to be successful. And so that's how publishing has changed. You don't need anyone's permission. That's the first thing I would say. And the other way that it's changed is that, you know, love them or hate them, thanks to Amazon, most books are sold there most most people can self-publish or work with an indie publisher like the ones that we help create and they're going to actually have a much better experience so oftentimes we think like that validation that comes from over here that that's really what we're hungry for but what i find most people actually want is a good experience and so Mm -hmm. if you want a good experience make sure you stay in the driver's seat make sure you retain the rights to your content. Make sure you get to keep your voice. Make sure you don't water down. Make sure that you maintain your personality through the process and they you get everything you want because you have that choice. You have that option now.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so as we wrap this up, I would just, um, you know, we covered a lot of topics here between <laughs> between storytelling and starting a publishing house and um, pitching for writing for um, other uh large media outlets and all that kind of stuff, but do you have some general takeaways for our our audience today?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, the number one thing that I tell people is if you want to create the best stories and the best content and the best connection to those around you, be as you as you can be. Mm -hmm. This is so refreshing, it's so magnetic and it's very powerful. The way to do that is to make sure that you have time and space in your life for nothing, for nature, this is how you're going to connect to yourself, to what really matters. And you're going to be able to see the themes that really are so you. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
1: third thing that I would say is know that everything that you feel ready to share, it's because other people are asking for it. You always have an audience. You always have people who are hungry for what is coming through you and make sure that becomes the truth statement that you live from.
0: I love all of that. Um, the thing I keep telling my team this year is space, like create more space because we can't be creative if we don't have the space to be creative. So I love that that was one of your of your tips. Authenticity is always so important. Um, just wonderful tips. All right. Well, great information. Um, where can people find you if they want to learn more?
1: They can go to my website, they can go to amaspeaks.com or my full name, Adriana Monique Alvarez.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. for joining us on the publisher podcast we hope to see you back for the next episode great huge thanks goes to jasmine commerce for the use of her song you can find jasmine on soundcloud go check out all of her music we'll see you next time